You're about to enter the world of on the cusp. The intense language used here requires that you put your brain in pause, place your watch next to the microwave, and experience a different level of mind diffusion. Now sit down, grab your coffee, buckle up, and enjoy what is about to happen and coming your way. What you are listening to is on the cusp. since I've been on this channel and it's taken a while uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on changes in life everything but everything is positive so I'm gonna go ahead and get going first of all I want to apologize for that looking to be back on again and I think we'll make it very very uh, consistent moving forward one of the things that I I'm not sure about this but uh I may be transferring to Spanish. I don't know why, but I just, I think there's need, there needs to be a transition for that. Not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe I start a second channel, but it takes a lot of work to, uh, to be able to do the channel on a consistent basis or the podcast on a consistent basis. And that is, that is one of the things that is keeping me from moving forward with what I want to do. So we'll see what happens. In any case, maybe I'll just translate it into Spanish. I don't know. So we're going to get going because one of the things that I want to do is in the past, the channels or the podcasts were about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I don't think we need that much time. I want to make it a little bit shorter. I think that's also for your benefit, not only for your benefit, but also for everyone. It takes, like I said, it takes a lot of time to, uh, to do this and it'll also give me a little bit more time to to focus on what it is that I that I want to bring to you in the future. In any case, I want to start with the following. As you know, we're spending a lot of time alone. I think after the pandemic, there's been a lot of changes because of the pandemic and and what's been happening. And one of the things that has been that I was looking at is how much time are we spending alone? How much time do we spend with our partners? How much time do we spend with a family? And so on and so on. So whatever I talk about, I'm going to go ahead and link it for you so that you can look at it if you want to at a later time. I think it's interesting. As we're moving forward in 2022, people are spending a lot, of, a lot more time alone than with others, even with a partner. So the study that was conducted and the graphs that are showing, we're looking at time spent alone, time spent with a partner, time spent with a family, time spent with children, friends, and coworkers. And for some reason, obviously, the time spent with coworkers is the one that has suffered the most. I think people are focusing on, on family more than anything. For example, at age 35, people are spending the most time with themselves. Out of the day, 263 minutes per day. 
They do, however, spend 249 minutes per day with children and 198 minutes uh, with their partner. That's at 35 years old. So at 35 years old, you, you realize, okay, I don't want to be with my partner. I'll just hang out with the children. Maybe that's what's happening. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee because it's, it's early. It's early this morning. Anyway, let's continue. Now, when you get to age 45, now you're saying, I, I think I'm going to spend alone 309 minutes per day. And I'm going to spend less time with my partner, which is 194 minutes. And it continues to be the children the second time, the second most spent time with the children at 199. But things begin to change there. By 55, now you're spending more time with the partner, 184 minutes. But then the children fall off to maybe fourth place because now you're spending 163 minutes with your coworkers. And they're in third place. So maybe it's because the children, however, have already grown up and they're out of the house and they moved, they moved on. Even when you're 65, you're spending more time alone, 444 minutes. And then you're spending 243 minutes with your partner. But now your family, you're spending 65 minutes. You kind of want to be there with the family. But you really don't want to, so you're forced to be with a family. So you don't spend a lot of time. So there's a lot of changes going on for these families, for these um, time spent alone. So that's uh, the first topic that I wanted to talk about. November is obviously, or I think, November 11th is Veterans Day. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this here. Um, there's a report that was on, on mental health. There's been such a, a increasing focus on mental health for, for soldiers and veterans that there seems to be a small change in suicides. So let me read you this, um, this article. It's not very long, and uh, it goes right to the point as to what is happening uh, with the VA and active duty soldiers. Significant drop, uh, by the way, this is from goodnewsnetwork.org. So here we go. A significant drop in rates of suicide among active military members that was observed over 2021 has continued to the first six months of 2022. Driven chiefly by sharp drops among the Marine Corps, Air Force, the declines come as a result of increased attention to the issue among high-ranking officers and the Department of Veterans Affairs. According to the data, the number of suicides in the Air Force and Marine Corps dropped by more than 30% in 2021. That is a huge number. Compare with 2020. The Navy saw a decline of 10%. The Army saw a similar 30% decrease during the first six months of this year compare with the same time period last year. All the services have been struggling to combat the complex issue of suicide throughout the ranks while dealing simultaneously with the dual challenges of insufficient staffing or mental health care healthcare sorry or mental health care workers and continuing stigma of seeking help professionally. 
Before this, PVS reports the services have been increasingly taking advantage of military chaplains. Huh, who would have thought that? Health and fitness coaches and other support staff to support suicide prevention and mental health care program. The amount of attention that we're paying to it, I think, is hopefully we're cautiously optimistic. What is translating into the downward trend? A bed bureau caught, I guess. The acting assistant army secretary for manpower told the AP on Thursday. That was last week. The Pentagon is working to, on filling a new force of 2,000 mental health care workers. But in the meanwhile, some senior officers are requiring soldiers to visit a counselor every so often. Lieutenant Douglas Sims, for example, maintained a once-a-year visit with counselors at his post in Fort Riley, Kansas. All but 10 of the 14,000 staff use their 60-minute session to talk. That's pretty good. And that's a beginning, at least, because that's only 60 minutes. I think I think they need more, especially if you're, obviously, if you're a veteran with issues or you're active duty. In any case, that's very interesting that, that, that these numbers are, are drawing down, are coming down. Hopefully, they can continue this trend in the near future. So continuing with the military trend, this is from October 31st. Pentagon confirms deployment of active duty military personnel in Ukraine. Not a good thing. I think this is going to start, we are going to start creeping up those numbers for the military moving into Ukraine. I hope that's not the case, but I think it's going to continue to move forward. U.S. Air Force, this is coming from World, oh my gosh, this is from World Socialist website. Interesting. The U.S. Air Force Brigadier Pat Ryder, Ryder acknowledged during an official briefing yesterday that active duty military personnel are only deployed inside of Ukraine, but are operating far away from the U.S. Embassy. By the way, of course, I go to socialist websites, I go to uh, right side websites. We're looking for everything here. So that's what we're reading from this side. Continuing, the day before, an unnamed U.S. Department official said at a background briefing, that U.S. personnel had resumed on-site inspections to assess weapon stocks in Ukraine. Reporting on this announcement, NBC News noted that these inspectors in Ukraine appeared to be some of the first members of the U.S. military to re-enter the Eastern European country since the start of the war outside of the military guards posted at the U.S. Embassy. During Tuesday's on-camera briefing, Travis Stritton of Military.com asked, the military has personnel inside Ukraine who are doing weapons inspections now. I'm wondering what the rules of engagement for those personnel are if they are fired on by the Russians or they are targeted by the Russians. Ryder replied, we do have a small team that are comprised of embassy personnel that are conducting some inspections of security assistance delivery at a variety of locations. My understanding is that they would be well far away from any type of frontline actions. Right. We are relying on the Ukrainians to do that. We are relying on other partners to do that. They're not going to be operating in the front lines. Right. He continued, we've been very clear there are no combat forces in Ukraine. No U.S. forces conducting combat operations in Ukraine. These are personnel that are assigned to conduct security cooperation and assistance as part of the defense at the Shea office. Something's going to happen, and there's going to be accidents. 
To this, Triton replied, but this would be different because they would be working outside of the embassy. This would just ask if, correction, I would just ask if people should read this as an escalation. Ryder claimed that the U.S. action was not escalatory. Of course it is, and simply refused to answer Triton's questions about what the U.S. would do if there were any active duty U.S. troops were killed. I'm going to leave it there because this is clearly an escalation. Just us being there is going to escalate. I read another report that Iran is also involved in Ukraine supporting the Russians. This is going to be a mess. This is becoming a mess. And it's going to, it's going to come back and it's going to happen in 2023. Something will happen. In any case, let me go back to what I was saying before. Personal stuff. I will continue to do the podcast. I will continue the normal bi- uh, bi-weekly or weekly um, podcast, and you'll see that in the in the near future. And I don't know what the format's going to be, but I think I got a good idea how we're going to do this. I hope you like it. If it does change to Spanish, you're not going to like it. If it stays in English, then you will like it, or maybe also not. So we'll see. In any case, I will talk to you later and uh, you have a great week and have a great day and enjoy everything that is going out there. And hang on one second. I want to leave you with this here. Since this coming weekend, we're all supposed to be turning the clocks back one hour. Do something different. Turn your clocks forward for your friends, but don't tell anybody. Let's see what happens. Have a great day. Bye-bye.